This episode of Bosses for Bosses, a podcast for entrepreneurs, is sponsored by Meyer Business Law and is intended for general educational purposes. It's for fun. For specific professional advice, reach out to any one of us. Today, we're going to talk about what we wish we knew before we started our businesses. Hi, I'm Aisha Hamilton with the Hamilton Law Firm. I'm Elisa McCabe of First Steps Financial. I'm Jason Meyer of Meyer Business Law. And I'm Josh Irons of River Avenue Digital. We're all bosses. And if you're running a business or a team or running your own career, then you're a boss too. These days, we're all entrepreneurs using our wits and our enduring creativity to stay nimble and to turn whatever we've got into success. Aisha, Elisa, and Jason and I, we all run companies that help other bosses with different aspects of their enterprise because entrepreneurship is our passion. And this is Bosses for Bosses, a podcast for entrepreneurs. Being a successful business owner, it's not smooth. I mean, I always say that business business owners, if you have four good days and three bad days, that's a hell of a week. So seven good days are better than anything, but running a business is hard. Still with pitfalls, bumps, unexpected detours. And you know what? I and everyone on this podcast wouldn't have it any other way. Am I right? Yep. That's right. Yep. I've made a lot of mistakes, learned a lot, failed forward. And without those gotchas, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I'm not embarrassed to say that we all make these mistakes. And that being said, learn from us. Prevent the preventable. If you could run your business a bit smoother and less stressful because of the things that we share with you, that's what it's all about. So with that in mind, let's just jump right in. So the biggest misconception about starting your own business is that you're only focused on chasing your passion. In other words, you're not just going to be litigating, producing P&Ls for clients or reviewing legal documents. That should consume maybe a quarter of your time or less. You should be spending a bulk of your time on developing business strategies, marketing, selling, interacting with clients, and keeping track of administrative tasks. In short, you're a business owner first and then a social media content strategist, lawyer, or CPA. You can keep it that way And you can constrict your growth or the sooner you realize this fact, the sooner you'll be able to scale and grow a successful business. So what is, I mean, we all have experiences here on thinking about like, what did we wish we knew before we started? So Aisha, why don't we start with you? What do you wish you knew? What I did know was something that my mom said to me when I started my practice. And she had started her own business. She ended up being a very successful large company. But she said, fail really means from all I learn, which means there's no failure. I mean, I will tell you, we make a lot of freaking mistakes when you start your business, as you're running your business, but those mistakes make us stronger. So the mistake I made was thinking I was too small. I was too small to hire an assistant, too small to hire a team. You sort of have in your head this idea of when I get to this point of revenue, then I'm going to hire an assistant or a paralegal or an account. You know, I've always had an accountant because honestly, like I'm not doing the numbers. But 
if you don't think big to start with, right, you'll never get big. And that was my mistake. The minute I hired a paralegal, my business doubled. The minute I hired a legal assistant, I was able to offset stuff to her so that I could focus on billable work. And that's something I wish I had realized from day one. Elisa, what about you? You actually talked a little bit about it. I identified as an accountant at first and not as a business owner. And so that was hard because I wanted to do the work and I liked doing the work. And I always call myself an accounting nerd because I just love doing that stuff. And you actually have to pick your head up and look around and figure out there's other things that need to need your attention. Of course, then once I did that, I went way in the other direction and had too big of a picture going to build this dynasty. So you have to figure that out too. You have to, I think the one thing that I didn't have was the roadmap. And I think I started my business without a roadmap. Even just an outline would have been very helpful because I was kind of all over the place in the beginning about what we were doing, how we were doing it, that kind of thing. So I think a roadmap from the beginning would have been really, really helpful. Wait, I'm going to challenge you on that, right? Because I never, I never started with a business plan. I always thought business plans were bullshit. And I'll tell you why. Okay. When you start, you don't know enough mm-hmm. about your business, your objectives, your pathway, what you're even going to want to do just to be able yeah. to put together a credible business plan. I think lots of people start with a business plan that is absolute, complete nonsense. And then they revise the business plan over and over again. So I don't think it's a mistake that you didn't have an outline. I think you developed it as you went. I agree with you 100% on part of it. You do constantly reevaluate that business plan. But at least if I had an outline at the beginning of where I wanted to end up, then it would have probably been maybe a shorter path (laughs) and maybe less mistakes. But you know, at the time that you started as a one-man show, that you would be here, and this is not your end point either, with 15 employees around the country running X number of dollars in revenue. Did I know that? I did. I did. I knew. I had a vision in my head. Look, I'm a big thinker, too big sometimes. They tell me you have to put it in the box. I actually, I knew I wanted to hire women, educated women who had left the workforce because... And they wanted a work-life balance. I knew I wanted to provide all those things. And I knew I wanted to be able to do it remotely. And when I first started, remote was like, "Eh, not really a thing. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. Ahead of the curve. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. You can't, you cannot come up with a specific business plan. And I agree on that because I see people spend hours and hours and they have these 20-page business plans. And it's, I don't know, it doesn't really make sense to me. Well, there's a lesson I mean, the, right. oh, Jason, the, the lessons Jason I could give you, like well, here's the thing. I'm now by my count, I'm on like my 10th and 11th businesses that I've, that I've helped run. There's a reason they call it practicing law. It's like one of these days I'll get it right. But right now I'm still practicing. The lessons could fill a room. Like don't start your money on borrowed business when the prime rate's 16. That was the first, uh, that was the first business lesson I learned in 1981. You're hitting another one, I think, which is we hear so much about Shark Tank venture capital, private equity. And that is one way that a small minority of entrepreneurial businesses can grow. 
And in that world, you need your business plan, and you need your modeling, and you need your projections. And what are you going to scale? How are you going to be repeatable, right? Because that's how they slice and dice you in that world. And you can chase that rabbit. But there are actually a lot of businesses that don't need to grow that way and are very nicely grown, bootstrapping, and keeping it to yourself. Thank you very much, and I don't need to go to a VC. And that would be that would be one lesson I would pass along. Another lesson would be, yes, you do need a lawyer to look at that. But putting that one aside, when Josh said, what's sort of like the thing you wish you knew before you started? The thing I wish I understood before I started in these businesses was when to quit. When you're an entrepreneur, you hear all this stuff, perseverance, right? The Tom, you know, the Thomas Edison quote, you know, about perseverance is the true source of genius. And, you know, Winston Churchill, right? Never, never, never give up, right? We sort of go into it like, you know, just with my brains and my effort, you know, I will work harder and I will get there and it'll cross the finish line. You know what? Sometimes it won't. And sometimes the best decision to make is like, "Uh, that line of business, nah, not going to work. That company that I loved, you know what? Market's not there. If you do that before you call all in, to use the poker analogy, you will have things in your pot for another day. And that was that was a lesson I wish I'd learned. And there's a corollary to that, which is sometimes it is luck. I got to Some... throw a counterpoint into that. Okay. okay. Just because that's what I am. I'm a pain in the ass. So <laughs> when I started my practice... Litigate, baby. You must be Jason's When I started my practice, I didn't know anybody. We had literally moved to a new town. I had no no network, no family, no kids in school, none of that sort of those traditional things that you use to build your network, right? And so my husband says to me, well, yes, it's great, but like, how long are you going to do this for? And my reaction to that was, I'm not going to put an expiration date on something I'm going to give my whole heart to and my Mm -hmm. whole energy to. And here I am 16 years later with a successful enterprise. So I want to temper, I think, Jason, you gave very good advice, just sort of having to figure out when to throw the towel in. But I think that's a really difficult time to know. When do you know that that your success is not around the next corner, right? And that is, I mean... As entrepreneurs, we have all been through those really difficult times where you're thinking, I literally have $2,500 in the bank account and my rent for next month is a thousand bucks and I have all of these other commitments. Am I going to make it or not? And then you make it and then you think, okay, well, you know, I made it by the skin of my teeth, but I made it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what yeah, but Hey, it's work. It's going to be hard. And Josh, to what you said, to me, entrepreneurship is the greatest mental puzzle there is. It's yeah. just the greatest intellectual, greatest intellectual challenge there is. There is, it is like, you know, chess times infinity. It's like there is no end to the number of moves you can think ahead and the number of shifts you can make. And that's what's just a blast about it. Yeah, yeah, you're, um, you're absolutely right. And well, so, yeah, thing, it's, just- it's tough to know. But, you know, when I got into it and everyone was like, you know, if you just work harder and you work at it longer and you never give up, it's going to work out. You know what? Sometimes it's not. And it's the really tough decision to make. And I wouldn't make it until until you're sure about it. But you have to entertain the possibility and maybe entertain the possibility before you liquidate your 401k and 
<laughs> decide that that's what you need to stay in business another year. Okay, this is the accounting team talking to every entrepreneur out there. Make sure your formula that you have for pricing and is profitable. Just saying. Yeah. It's a good place to start. Just just a small word of advice. Right. Whatever you're charging, charge a little bit more. And whatever you think it's going to cost, multiply it times at least 1.5, if not 2.5. <laughs> yeah, so this entire conversation has made me want to go back and look at my first business plan and compare it to the, the fifth, sixth, and seventh version that we're on right now. Right. I mean, this has been a, a great conversation. So we'll be back with our boss moves of the week right after this message. Hi, it's Jason again. I love entrepreneurship. The energy, the optimism, the enduring creativity it takes to build a team, build a business, overcome challenges and succeed on an idea and limited resources. And that's why I left the big law firms to start or help run nine different privately held businesses. And it's why in 2009, I founded Meyer Business Law. Meyer Business Law is a law firm dedicated to entrepreneurs and the businesses that they run. Our mission is to provide you with counsel and value at every stage and every step, from startup to formation, to growing and expanding, to making your relationships formal, to your exit, and all the contracts, deals, and challenges in between. Find out more about us at MeyerBusinessLaw.com, and then let's talk about your company and your goals. Because Meyer Business Law is counsel for growing businesses. All right, we are back with our boss moves. I'm going to give it a start and I'm going to say running the business is the main priority or it runs itself. And once a business runs itself, you're going to get surprised every day and those surprises aren't good. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go next. Okay. So listen, running a business is hard. It's like a gut punch every day and not, a, not in a good way. But let me tell you, it is the best thing I have ever done. And I will never not do this. I will never go back and work for somebody else. Yeah. So there's Amen. people who are, right? There uh -huh. are people who are meant to run their businesses. And we have what it takes to weather the storms. So you just have to recognize you've got what it takes. Stick with it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to offer for my boss move a counterpoint to what I said before, to the flip side of what I said before about quitting, which is... Trust your entrepreneurial instincts. Here's the thing. You might really be the first person to think of that. And I have had situations in business, and I don't claim to be, you know, a genius about what I do. I've had situations where it's like, nah, someone else is going to do that. Nah, someone else thought of that. No, I really thought of it first. It happens. If you're in this and you're enjoying it, trust yourself. You might really be right. And my boss move is when you start your business, Start with a formula to calculate your profit. Because if even if you have really good sales and you have a good product or you're super smart, if you don't get paid enough to cover your costs, you cannot stay in business and you will empty your 401k and you will go through all your savings and you won't be able to pay people. So unless you're Amazon, unless, <laughs> unless you're Amazon. And actually, Amazon, he lost money for the first five years of his business. So that's what happens. It can happen. Right. Yeah, but look, he stuck with it. He stuck with it. And he's worth hey, $211 he's okay. million. He's doing all right. He's, he's all right. right. Yeah, he, he just went to the moon, right? He just, he just went right. on space this week. That's right. Uh, 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 let's see if he 
maybe he'll come back. So I guess <laughs> I'm guessing that Jeff Bezos knows the formula. Just saying. Yeah. Or it took him some time to figure it out. Like, it did. Like, like the rest of us. Yeah. Well, I just want to thank everybody for participating. This was a fun conversation. And thanks to the audience for listening today. Thanks for listening to Bosses for Bosses, a production of Smart Boss Media. We'd love to hear from you. And we'd like even more to help your business grow. If you have any questions or want to contact any of the folks on this podcast, you can just email us at info at smartboss.media. Also at smartboss.media, you'll find any resources and links that go along with this podcast. And you can find links to other podcasts and resources for entrepreneurs and learn how Smart Boss Media can help you get your business podcast launched and listened to like this one is. It's your one stop for information to help you listen, create, and thrive as an entrepreneur. Visit smartboss.media.